Welcome to Starfleet Boy, where we have a casual and informal discussion about our beloved series, Star Trek. start the hangout now and i'm already doing my starfleet boy voice that's awesome <laughs> you have a starfleet boy voice don't you notice that it changes when i do the you don't notice the, that I, I haven't noticed the modulation i'm sorry i've been told it changes anyways we're back on another it exciting does, episode does of starfleet boy starfleet boy gets uh, sensual when he starts his podcast <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm speaking about things I I love, and so you know you can hear. Can you feel the love tonight? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome back uh, to Trek on the Tubes, Sean. It's like TVs. You know how they say TVs, William Shatner. Yeah, I've I've been getting a lot of TO2Ts in the uh, in the comment oh. section recently because people just can't be bothered writing <laughs> trick on the tube. It's too long. But hello, my cat has discovered um, my cat has discovered the closet and is I have to take him out. So I'll be right back. You guys start the episode what a, what uh, a by way. talking what a way to host. <laughs> Just goes, wow! <laughs> what, guys, what a way to dump the summary on us. No, well, so no we're not doing. Sorry, for uh, there is an agenda for this episode. So, first point of discussion is the Star Trek Discovery trailer. So, one of you has to summarize that. Um, so, start doing that. Okay. <laughs> okay. God. All right. So, have, you, have you seen it? Did, did you watch the? Um, I did. Oh, I did. Okay. I watched it. So, I watched it a couple of times. Actually, I'm going to summarize it in a in a. In my own very specific way. Um, Go for it. So they, they try to set up essentially uh, the mystery. Okay, Spot. <laughs> is, is he here? He's Let's back. Let's see here. Arthur's going to... Hello, where are you in the summary? Well, I was just about to begin. <laughs> so this episode You has weren't everything. gone for that long, yeah, you, you know. You can just leave and come back, but whatever. <laughs> we have a cat guest. This is my, my friend Arthur. I was going to say Harry, but no, it's it's Arthur, right? Yeah, and now I'm going to let him explore the rest of the... There he goes. He like he likes to perch up on the window. All right. right. So I believe Sean was going to go into the summary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the, a very okay. specific summary. <laughs> Did you guys both... Okay, go ahead. Sorry. We, we, we've all seen it, essentially. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, no. It sets up um, a story about... Seven um, red spatial anomalies that appear in Federation space or something, and so Pike takes control of the Enterprise, or he's sent to command the Enterprise and figure out what's going on. We also learn later on that um, Spock is somehow involved with these anomalies. He took a leave of absence and he was doing research on those anomalies, and so we were not going to see him until probably the end of the season or something. And um, so we start off with some intriguing pike on a bridge, and then it kind of turns into um, action-packed uh, randomness with um, lots a, of pew, pew, a, gener- pew, pew. a generic pop song. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, poor Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> it's a to different be called song. generic. It's a different oh. song in the Netflix Asia trailer, which there, has there a few are, little extra. I was going to say, it's not just Netflix Asia, it's Netflix in general, like Netflix International has a different oh, trailer. Oh, they have a different trailer. Yeah, and I think even Space has a different trailer for Canada. But oh. it's all the same things, just cut oh. differently. There's Someone should do a super cut. Someone out there who has better skills than I do. But you're not allowed do to do that cut. because then you'll get shut down <laughs> oh. by every country, which is well, everyone's region blocking their own trailer specifically. Someone should do Excuse a me. stick figure super cut. <laughs> of okay, that's a lot of work for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's it, allowed, right? <laughs> I, I have, I have um, no specific problem with what, what they're setting up. I have a problem with the way the trailers are done. I don't know who they're marketing it for. Um, I, I think they're marketing it for me. I was like apeshit over this trailer. I don't know how. I was though. like through it's, the moon. It's, wow. It's not, it's <laughs> yeah. not a, like, I, okay, I've seen some terrible movies that have amazing trailers and vice versa. I've seen some terrible trailers that have given us some good movies. And this, it, I don't know, this feels like it, um, it's the traditional discovery meh, but with the trailer that annoys me. Oh, no, I felt totally... Uh, I disagree kindly. Uh, <laughs> but, um, Doctor, chime in about your feelings, Don't too. Don't make me sad for I, seven some. <laughs> and I, you have to go I, to Twitter to find out what that means. Anyways, go on. <laughs> I, I wasn't... Uh, I don't know. It, it, it didn't wow me particularly. Uh, of course, I wasn't a huge fan of the first season. And to no, be honest, it, it, it didn't... It not much in the trailer made me think, oh wow, I'm gonna jump back on and and give it another shot, you know. To be, I mean, uh, Pike. My first impression when I saw Pike was, um, I'm, you know, the whole thing, the 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 thing with reboots, with constantly rebooting, is you get a sort of fatigue, and you just sort of get tired of seeing the same things over and over, and you know, this is. I mean, I'm going to call it... It is a reboot. It's not a, uh, a a part of Star Trek Prime. I mean, there's just no way. And that argument is... is it's a long argument. But uh, um, for me, it's, it's the I'm third reboot. <laughs> but anyways, go on. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, I'm sorry. It's the, sec- it's the third iteration of the same universe, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we've seen... This is now the third Pike. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just bored. I'm, I mean, unless it offers something beyond a V'ger-like plot that it seems to be setting up, um, I'm, I don't know. I'm not really too excited. The humor also kind of caught me off guard. I'm really? Used to, well, yeah, this Star Trek uh, is not... The, the humor um, is directly jacked from the Oval. The, 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 Which the turbo lift, was not, the turbo lift humor yeah. with the the, the the saurian sneezing on the other guy. That's that's uh-huh. just classic Orville right there. Classic Orville. There's only been one season, but um, I, right. I'm yeah. glad that Star Trek's taking a stab at the goddamn Orville. I don't. I don't think that's. <laughs> I, I, Trek, I don't Trek think it's Star Trek is show. there for that. Yeah, Star Trek should no, be the leading yeah. show. They shouldn't be inspired by others. They should be inspiring others. And and no, considering I, the no, exactly. pale I, I, copy of TNG, I told, you don't want to copy totally a pale copy. That. 
Right. Okay, so my right. expectations you should be your for own Star thing. Trek Discovery, think... uh, my expectations for Star Trek Discovery are low in general compared to <laughs> other like other things. So, you know, <laughs> not lower but, than mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously not. But like for, <laughs> but season one was such a drag. It was so depressing. With with a few highlights, it was just like. Can you just like Move start on. again? And it feels. Yeah. I think that's what excites me about the trailer is that it feels like enough of starting again. D- like I feel advocate. like. Yeah. Sorry, devil's advocate. I, I think <laughs> this is cut from episode one and two only. This this feels like oh, yeah, yeah this sure. feels like it's just really what they've filmed and what they've kind of worked on vi- visually. Um, what mm-hmm. they've done some posts on. So we haven't seen. I mean, the I rest. think ultimately Especially at, the, at Alex, this stage. At this stage, they're trying to sell the show as best as they can. Like, they really need the audience, right? Yeah. Like, we can all agree on that, right? So, But like, what audience is it? It doesn't I, matter. I, the numbers is what matters. I mean, like, if you're just going to be, like, I mean, really brutally honest, like, fans don't count at all. Like, we're <laughs> our opinions don't I, matter, but our number I matters. Would, it's I like how disagree. many subscribers... How many subscribers are there? You know, like, et cetera, et cetera. If you happen to be a fan and you get to influence Star Trek in some way, that's awesome, which is what some of the writers and and producers and people making this show are doing. But as far as, like, what they're doing with this teaser is they're trying to entice people. And I have to say, like, it probably will work. Like, (laughs) it's it's an awesome teaser. Like, all the depressing things about Star Trek Discovery aside... Um, they're doing. I think they are actually doing a good job marketing it because I think this Marketing. trailer is gonna gonna grab the attention of a bunch of people, and and it's fine because among those uh, sand coal uh, coal Tatooine numbers, there will be diamonds. <laughs> so you gotta like, you know, you gotta be like happy about that. I mean, there will be people that watch Star Trek Discovery and go, oh, I wonder what more is there to Star Trek and then they'll go and they'll discover the original series. I disagree 110%. (laughs) I don't think people who watch this show are number one and and Doctor Who proves it. I didn't say everyone. I didn't say everyone. I said diamonds in the rough, right? Like here's the sand of of Star Trek Discovery people (laughs) if if you will, right? And among them there will be people that even the cast members themselves like to use an example like many of them I think it was I think this is not like uh, set, you know I'm remembering I'm trying to remember Twitter which is a lot to remember as it's, it's, there's like a lot on Twitter but if I'm not mistaken Anthony Rapp went back and started watching uh, Star Trek the Next Generation and Star Trek I think he'd already seen the original series because he's paid to no but like the point is no you're not like you know he's, you don't, yes. like, he's paid he's to he's going to be going like, to conventions <laughs> he's going to be a Star Trek personality it's, it's to Fine, his advantage that's still, yeah. that's still a new person that loved he genuinely loves star trek now like where he didn't really know much about it beyond whatever he had been exposed to by pop culture that's so a bad I don't, example i don't think i'm that's sorry a bad it is a bad example all. because he's, he's, he's never going okay let's be let's be honest here we love tng but there are some shit episodes oh yeah anthony rap anthony rap <laughs> is never going to sit up on stage and say hey look the last episode i watched of tng was this one and it was bullshit he's never going to say that he's never going to say that well well, because, I mean, I mean, you know, he's he's, he's more of a. He's, I don't know. He might. He's a paid actor, and he, so he's watching this on his own time. He's not paid to watch them, he's, but he's watching them on his own time, and he's doing it for his own benefit because he knows. 
that he's going to be. Of course. He knows he's going to need conventions. He's going to need to talk about it. Especially that he's got all this techno babble going on in his dialogue specifically. So he needs to, you know, I just think that, like, your speculation about whether Anthony Rapp would say his honest opinion or not, like, I think that's, like, that's, like, not something we can really like argue about. Okay, like, so how for, do we so know? I, you know I, what I mean? I, like, I changed my I changed my statement. I changed my statement to I don't think they're allowed to stand up on stage and say anything negative that's about a different, any of the shows. That, okay, so that's a different thing, and that's a shame because I think Star Trek. If I were running Star Trek, which would be amazing, by the way, less moon vest. Like, if you need someone to run Star Trek, I totally will take a very, very reasonable salary. To do this for you, just saying. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, like whoever's running Star Trek, if they if the, if they're afraid of of um, letting their uh, actors be the persons that they are, then it's a shame because um, I think that like that is that is something that like seems I don't know Orwellian. So it's weird. The, I don't building know. Building off that, <laughs> building off that, it's therefore a shame that the producers of Star Trek Discovery. And not letting Star Trek Discovery be Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I agree they, with that. It, it, Star Trek Discovery is a misrepresentation of what Star Trek is, and so it, 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 that's why fans that discover Star Trek Discovery, very few of them will go back and watch the rest of Star Trek. And if they do, they will uh. be disappointed by what they see. They won't. They won't take the time to see that the writing is better and that the stories are innovative, especially for the time for which they were released. They will just compare it to Discovery and say, you know, that there's missing this action, there's missing the CG, there's missing this. Um, I don't. Know. It's not the same thing. I, I I would I would agree with that, and I, I would just just to bring it back to to. To the next generation. Um, <laughs> Not yet. We have another uh, segue after the a segment after this. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it should be its own segment, perhaps. The poor people are waiting no, for I'm a actually, review of the I'm, game. I'm actually minding the time, and I'm about to end the segment. So oh, finish your quick, thought, because you might have the closing. <laughs> but but I I do believe that you know one of the things that when when Berman when Rick Berman was was running the franchise as as they say. Um, you know, each show was did act as a good gateway to the rest of the canon. If you started watching Star Trek with Star Trek: The Next Generation, it was an easy uh, it was an easy thing to do to go back to the original show and and and, and appreciate it and watch it and and see how it's part of a cohesive universe, despite despite the obvious special effect, you know, leap in special effects or what have you. Um, because of the the visual aesthetics and even the style of acting and and the style of stories and um, I I don't think and it, it was maintained all the way even into Enterprise. I mean, what you can say what you want about and the, the the value of Enterprise as a series uh, to the whole canon, but if you watched Enterprise. You can see it fitting into this greater universe, I, and this I, is including the movies I, <laughs> and everything, and the video games. Let's not even forget the I video games. I enjoy Enterprise, but I hate Enterprise in terms of what it does to Star Trek. I, and, I actually have very strong feelings about Enterprise in the way that you feel about Star Trek Discovery. So I already got over this 
like emotional roller coaster. I'm glad to see you going through it, but I already got over this emotional roller coaster. When it, it, Enterprise, it's not came emotional. It, it's not emotional. It's it's visual. I value it. to me, Enterprise was to me Enterprise was abhorrent visually because I thought there should never have been a flat screen even though it doesn't make sense because we have flat screens in you know when enterprise was a tv show i wanted there to be green like you know like scope screens like on a on a sailboat like you know when you're like using the radar no kidding i wanted that like that to me would have been a satisfactory prequel to Star Trek the original series. So if you want to go there... <laughs> we, 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 we can definitely go there. You're, 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 but, la, but, the, but, like to, you're, but I agree with everything you're saying. I 100% like understand where you're coming from. I'm not trying to defend... that. I'm not trying to say Discovery's a great show or that it's good or anything like that. I'm just saying that like... You know, putting it, putting in, putting in. What are you saying? I'm saying that the 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 silver lining that I see is that we may like. There's this rumor of the Captain Picard return, and then this like you know other. So Star Trek Discovery is like this cash cow that's going to fund hopefully things that I'm going to enjoy a lot, like and that I'll be like grateful exist. If they're done correctly, so I'm excited. I'm just excited about Star Trek in general. So and you're that, not excited <laughs> for it as a show, or or you're not excited. Okay, let me just let me just analyze. Distill, distill my comments. <laughs> just as as we do Trump, let, let me just let me just try oh, wow, to. Okay, that was a low blow for you. So doctor. you're saying <laughs> you're saying that you do, the only way you appreciate Discovery is as a precursor to better things that are more in sync with what Star Trek is. This is obviously my opinion and and I wish someone at CBS would just create like a us like a definitive statement to to end the arguments that are going on. But my my feeling is that Star Trek Discovery is a reimagining. I 50% enjoyed season 1, maybe 40% enjoyed season 1. Based on this trailer, I'm excited about season 2. I have no idea if it's going to be great. <laughs> but it 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 already feels a lot better than season one, and that's basically all I'm saying. That is it. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> I, I hope, Sean, this is the way it was in high school. By the way, just so you know, I'm a great debater. I, can, I was into the debate team. This God. this was high school. <laughs> I I hope sincerely that that the trailer uh, is a representation of the first episodes, and more to the point, a representation of what um, the two previous showrunners were doing. And I hope that Alex Kurtzman has a grander vision because he's going in strong with five years, uh, four TV shows. I hope that he has um, a, a closer vision to what we want Star Trek to be. And I hope that not only is he going to make um, Star Trek shows with, with Picard, with Khan, that are closer to Star Trek, but I hope that he's going to steer Discovery into that direction as well. So I hope that like they're not going to separate this season into two parts, I don't think with only 13 episodes, but I do think that once we've passed episodes 5, 6, which is where Gretchen J. Berg and Aaron Harbert's left, I hope the direction is going to change, because apparently they had to rewrite a lot of the episodes because of budget issues, and so if you're going to rewrite episodes, rewrite them good. Rewrite them the way that Star Trek should be. It's going to be really fun uh, to see what happens. Okay, so th- do we agree that that's the end of the Star Trek Discovery trailer breaking <laughs> news discussion? Yes. <laughs> so Let us say end we it. all. So say we all. Um, 
Uh, and CBS, I have a, a, a marketing advice to you. Reimagining will probably be the most accepted term for Star Trek Discovery uh, if you wanted to to spin the differences in that direction. It's just a reimagining. Let's reimagine everything. Trek, <laughs> Let's Star reimagine is, Starfleet. Star Trek is unique <laughs> in the way that it's established that it has multiple timelines. It's the only franchise yeah. in the world that has multiple timelines, which is a skin. So sleep. take advantage of it. It's a scapegoat yeah. for anything that you ever do. <laughs> Take advantage of that bullshit. All right? Yeah, make yeah. it another timeline. Absolutely. I think that Absolutely. would. I think that would truly end all these discussions. You, you have the tool. It, would. You have it, it really would. It really would. Given to you, just use it. Yeah. Right. That everyone's yeah. accepted. And it was employed. Yeah, it was employed so well in in the JJ Abrams and people uh, love. People love that shit, oh, including yeah. myself, amazing, as I ordered the XL two thousand nine. Right, and we, we're totally <laughs> fine with that. We're totally fine with that. It's right. so simple. So, yeah. uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of segment two, so I wanted to give an update because in the last two episodes of Starfleet, I was super excited. I was going to go meet uh, William Shatner. Uh, Sir William Shatner. No, I'm just kidding. He's not a sir, but, you know, why not? <laughs> um, Can he not be? a British subject, sir. Uh, what's that? Can he be? Not a British subject. No, he's not a British subject. He's, ca- he's Canadian. He's Canadian. <gasps> but no, he's just part of the Commonwealth. But I don't believe. Yeah, but you can receive you the can. High Order of the Bath. You can, can be knighted. You? Edmund, yeah, actually. Sir Edmund Hillary is a New Zealander, and he's um, knighted. Well, he was. Oh, I didn't know that. So you can be part of the Commonwealth and be knighted. I, I, There's ho- a new, I hope so. Uh, I plan to be knighted one day. This is a new Starfleet. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> this is a new all right. Star- <laughs> This is a new I didn't Star- know this. <laughs> yes, and foreigners can be too. I think uh, Bill Clinton might be a knight. or uh, oh, I forget who it was. But it's like the high order of the bath. You're basically the attendant to the bath room. Like you stand outside. Th- if you had to take your spot in the royal household, it would be like, you know. Attending to the bath, but uh, <laughs> I, can see, royal, I can see him rubbing his eyes in, in pro- absolute despair. Like, what, what is going on? <laughs> what is he talking about? <laughs> but but uh, but uh, anyway, so I was I was really uh, excited uh, that I talked about it on two episodes that I was going to go and try to get a photo with uh, the great William Shatner, who, uh, by the way, there's a new mission on Starfleet, Boy, which is to petition for his knighthood. Um, <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna start that mission today officially. <laughs> the petition for William Shatner's knighthood starts today. Anyways, uh, anyways, so I ran. I I went up to Fort Lauderdale, which uh, for anyone who doesn't live in Florida, uh, to give you a, a context, it's like an hour north of where I uh, where I reside. And uh, when I got there, uh, the the parking was like a like a uh, you know like a like a the end of a of of a drag queen performance it was like terrible um <laughs> oh uh, there's a better word shit show it was a shit show <laughs> so so um Anyways, we finally found parking like far away from the venue and then we took an Uber to the venue, but I was safe because my pass my my time slot for William Shatner photo was 5:20 and we got there like at we got in at about 4:50 p.m. So I'm running, running, running. 
trying to get there, I'm, uh, but my sister had to come along. <laughs> so, well, she didn't have to. I invited her along. <laughs> That's such a brotherly uh, thing to say. She had to come along. But anyways, I invited her along, <laughs> and she wanted to be in the photo. I wanted her to be in the photo, and she wanted to be in the photo. So we got there on time, and the attendant uh, informed me that Mr. William Shatner uh, had already left the building. And I was like, but online it says the photo's at 520. I was, like, trying to argue, like, if it would make any kind of difference. <laughs> it's like, hold on, sir. We're going we're gonna to call him now, and he's going to turn around and come, <laughs> come back for you, right? But anyways, I did my, you know, I did my inquiry, and so uh, apparently the the schedule had changed because he had to get an earlier flight out which i mean he's in his 80s i could i imagine if you get tired you just want to go home is he or, 80s is he 80 something yeah i'm pretty sure william shatner's in his he's 80s like 86 um, I wow, so. I'm gonna Google. Well, that. he 86. I, I don't want to make him he 86 down out of there. <laughs> like, wow, he's 87. He's 87. God. So yeah, Damn. I I think he does a yeoman's work uh, in terms of meeting people. Like for that wow. age, I would just want to be retired. I wouldn't want to like <laughs> do any of the things. William I love Shatner, his 87 uh, year old does. tweets. Yeah, he's a wonderful <laughs> tweeter. Uh, hey, Star Trek doesn't stop him from saying what's on his mind. Anyways. Nothing can stop William Shatner from saying what's on his mind. He also blocked Jason Isaacs, right? I know. It's, the drama is <laughs> oh. so compelling. Yeah, he's just like a... William Shatner wow. gives, no, gives no shits or fucks or whatever I, I, you want I to love say. him. I love him. He, he's, yeah. he's, wow. he's all over those people that compare social justice warriors to, to, to the, the movement of the 60s. He's just trashing them. It's amazing. I love Captain him. Kirk. Wow. Captain Kirk is pretty awesome. Anyways, but he... Uh, well, so anyways, he's gone, right? So I was not able to get my photo with William Shatner, which is okay, because my first... Well, because as a... Uh, as, like, you know, I was just kind of like, what do I do? And then they're like, oh, there's this... Because uh, I missed uh, Nana Visitor by herself. I missed Dr. Crusher by herself also so they said wait but there's a opportunity to take a picture with both nana visitor and gates mcfadden together and i was like what so they just transferred my ticket to that that's cool yeah that's cool. and that's cool and i'm not allowed to post this photo online because my sister doesn't like the way she looks in it so i'll cover her and show you that oh <laughs> my that i Can am there awesome. so that's my my Look very first meeting. It was such a wonderful thing, too. It was like, I got to talk to them for, like, I think it was, like, it couldn't have been more than 30 seconds. But they were so gracious and wonderful and, like, uh, radiant and just, like, very attentive. Like, uh, both of them uh, made me feel like that 30 seconds lasted, like, you know, a whole day. It was, like, a, it was like an astounding experience. So, That's uh, cool. Yeah, so I'm so ha- grateful that uh, Gates McFadden and Nana Visitor... Uh, were my first uh, Star Trek uh, encounters with cast members. <laughs> so yeah, that's the end of that update. That's cool, man. That's and if really you cool. want, if you want uh, a drunk perspective of that story, you can listen to the last episode of Drunk Space Nine. <laughs> Audience. <laughs> All right. So that ends the. Uh, oh, and I got a bunch of s- stuff. Which I showed already, uh, but I'll just show this one thing today. I'm going to spread it out over time because this is this is what it's a Borg cube. 
<laughs> and the reason I'm choosing this is because in the episode of Starfleet Boy, uh, going back to our proper discussion of the episode The Game, uh, there's what I perceived as an error when they say Wesley Crusher is being shuttled to the Enterprise, but then in a later scene he's being dropped off by a starship. So I didn't know what that meant, and we can talk about it. But any- <laughs> anyways, uh, thank you to those of you who waited uh, 27 minutes to uh, get to the point. Uh, today we're talking about the game. <laughs> <laughs> and not the David Fincher movie. Uh, we're talking. Oh my! <laughs> Although we could, <laughs> we, we can keep I going that on movie the first time I saw it. I saw it recently, <laughs> uh, like uh, about a year ago, and I don't know why I loved it the first time. But oh wow, you've, we love you've, you've come to your senses. Sean. No, we love that movie, don't we, Doctor? Isn't that no, like a, no? We don't. Oh, we don't. I we don't. Oh, well, I, I don't. I, I you may, but I, I love the movie. I, I love the movie. All right. Damn. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Penn is a real. It's, it's Sean Penn, right? Who plays the brother? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's a real dick to his brother. I mean, that's God. true. But Michael Douglas is just a fine actor to watch. In he anything. is. He He's is such a he great, really is. great performer. Um, but. <laughs> but anyways, who wants to do the episode summary? If not, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll 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 throw my my two cents in so we can quicken things. You know. Go, go, the pace go. here. Thank you. So uh, Riker is on Ryza and he's indulging in, in some Ryzian pleasures. <laughs> and uh, he is quickly introduced to uh, the 24th century version of Pong. <laughs> and uh, we cut to the Enterprise and we get uh, the return of Wesley Crusher uh, on the ship. And uh, he quickly meets... Um, Ashley well, the Jen. Enterprise is, is on a, a science mission, and they're going to study some, uh, I don't know, one of the many spatial anomalies that they cater, you know, categorize or whatever. And they've got, like, multiple science teams that are going to take turns at, despite the fact that it's a galaxy-class starship, there are just not enough sensors for all the science teams. And instead of, say, instead of sending a science ship... They're, they're going to send this, you know, massively un-equipped un, uh, galaxy-class starship to uh, to study this anomaly. There's just not <laughs> enough sensors. You know, they have to do it in shifts. You know, that's Jordy's job. And, is, and Riker's really stressed out in the episode because Riker's to super stressed because they have all to. The yes, true. all these all these scientists have to take turns at the one panel Which that is, can control <laughs> the one sensor array that are on you know, this galaxy class starship. Um, but don't worry, because Wesley is on board. And he's going to fix everything Wesley along with the uh, with, <laughs> Ashley the, with the, just a fabulous, fabulous Ashley Judd. Robin Leffler. Which we've already seen <laughs> Robin in Leffler. previous episode of Damok. Yes. Right. Exactly. She's exactly. made another appearance, I thought. Uh, she, she's been maybe... No, maybe this is her second appearance. But anyways, go on. Yeah, I think this is her second. Yeah, she um, plays in the horrible movies of the Divergent series or in, in whatever that is. Oh God, is she? Uh, I saw the first of that and then just tried to forget it as much as possible. Oh, poor thing. Yeah. Wow. I thought you were going to do a quick summary, Doctor, and that's why it turned why into you a were long doing rant. the summary. <laughs> and Are you done? Uh, Are you done? I'm almost done. Yeah. <laughs> and poor Ashley Judd and Wesley uh, fall into this really lame. Uh, let's take over the ship plot. 
And they uh, and they managed to have a romance at the same time. They have a semi romance <laughs> and uh, the beginnings of a romance. And uh, they, of course, they save the ship. Um, and with Data's it. help, who's incapacitated throughout most of the episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That was a good summary. Um, the only thing we didn't cover in the summary was that there was an alien plot. Uh, all along uh, to steal the Enterprise. Uh, that was covered in the statement, another lame attempt at taking over the oh, ship. Oh, you did. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Starfleet Boy needs to re The game to was it. a disguise. <laughs> um, it is another Wesley Saves the Enterprise episode, and that's uh, something that I thought was probably the, the worst thing about this episode, because uh, here you have Returning Wesley Crusher, he's a little older. Um, there's all these opportunities to kind of do something new with his character, <clears throat> but they just uh, go back to the same, uh, the same routine. Uh- <laughs> and it all pivots on the most ridiculous moment in in, in uh, like TV history, right? Essentially, there's a game that's been introduced on the ship and. Okay, fine. Everyone's being a, a bit weird about it. They're being annoying about it. It's not as it's not as annoying. They're, it's they're not having as... orgasms everywhere. It is really weird. It's like okay, but it's ah. it's not as annoying as fidget spinners, right? Okay, it's it's essentially just a game that everyone's like that everyone likes. And then, so two teenagers are sitting in the bar, and one of them says, "Hey, we should try it." And his reaction automatically is, "I don't know. I got to run some tests." Why are you suspicious? Of a game, there's absolutely no reason. There was. There I, was think, <laughs> I think. I think. No, but honestly, I think that like, that. if I saw someone playing a game and orgasming every five minutes, I would be suspicious as well. You would be the like, first one not... to try and jump into that game. No, I really would not. <laughs> I swear, I would not. I would definitely not. <laughs> you don't know me, <laughs> no, 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 How dare you judge me? How dare you? <laughs> no, I really would. I you really, would be I could really. Come on. I remember hating this episode when I was a kid because mainly it you know it, it was it was it was like abundantly transparent I thought as a kid I remember it it, it feeling like the cuz by this point I was already analyzing the episodes like I was old enough and I just felt like oh this is like a just say no to drugs episode like <laughs> in disguise as a game because that's what it like you know, now that I, you know, now that I've experienced some things, it's definitely a "Just Say No to Drugs" episode disguised as, you know, a game. <laughs> the game, everyone's addicted to the game. They're spending all their free time, which is pretty impressive, by the way, that no one went like so bad that they stopped playing the game. <laughs> they stopped doing life at all. Like it seemed like people were still doing their jobs, which is really weird. But I guess that's because the programming of the game was to get you addicted so much that you would follow these like subliminal orders that were being placed in your head uh, to, to take the ship to this point. So I thought it was like cool in that respect from a science fiction standpoint. Like it was a great way to hijack a starship. I just thought it was executed really badly. I think there could have been other ways that they, uh, that they uh, brainwashed the crew, which is what, you know, which is essentially what the game was trying to do. Um, I thought that it was really kind of... I remember as a kid thinking, like, 
oh wow data saves the day with a flashing light <laughs> like, <laughs> but she then activates ship wide but he couldn't activate it ship wide before coming onto the bridge right like it had to be dramatic he had to like actually shine it at everyone you know in their faces and again the whole thing with, with the again just the whole thing was like not very cleverly disguised as a just say no campaign because you have like the immense peer pressure of everyone like grabbing Wesley at the end and like pushing him up against this chair and like opening his eyes a la uh, that movie uh, by Stanley Kubrick that I can't remember oh Clockwork Orange <laughs> and, then, and then putting this thing on him it's like you know it's like it, it, it was just like a, re- a weird episode at the yeah. time it's still a weird episode but it has Ashley Judd in it, which is great. <laughs> Star, Star, Trek, Star Trek is this weird way of, of, you know, they come up with these very creative, amazing ideas, but then they execute them awkwardly. And I understand that, like, they have a limited budget and it was like they were, you know, they only had a week to make the episode or whatever. And, you know, it's only 40 minutes long. So sometimes it's, it's cool to see that Star Trek came up with the idea. But then nowadays we get modern movies that take those ideas, adapt them and make them better. This, however, was one of those awkward ideas that was also awkwardly executed. And I think they, they came up with an idea, but then they just, as you say, just turned it into the classic, uh, we're taking over the ship trope. Um, and Wesley by, saves the by day. the alien of the Which week. Which is a, uh, a ship of the week. I like the ship. I like the alien ship. Um, but yeah, I forgot. I forgot what the alien ship looks you, like. You kind of you kind of know what's going to happen. Um, the moment she puts on, the moment the alien puts the game on Riker's face, because she's already acting weird. She's already acting kind of offbeat at that point. Oh yeah, it's suspicious. It's again, like it's very transparent and suspicious from the beginning. I'm I'm not even sure if they try to hide it. I mean, was it intended that that you know straight away? I will say this: like Google should have watched this episode before Google Glass came out because I feel like this. (laughs) Whenever you see someone on the street with Google Glass, I can't help but think of this episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Really? Yeah, to me, it feels like the same thing. Like people walk around with this. I rarely think of this episode. This thing, and they're watching. I don't think I've thought about this episode (laughs) until I watched it like last week. I didn't even remember this episode existed, but yeah, I do remember watching it back then. No, they actually put out a real version of this game. I think I don't know if it's on Google Glass or on tablet or something. Yeah, they put out like a real version. It's just an app where essentially you send discs into, you know, whatever they are. Um but then little whirlpools or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Th- it does it's it like I mean it's not sci-fi so it doesn't give you an orgasm. It just does nothing. So it's, <laughs> it's a pointless game. What um, do you guys think of this? The story was written by three different writers, uh Brandon my God. Braga being among them. Hang on, but like <laughs> Three you people? could see that, like, do, I kind of like sense that there were three different like tones in terms of the different storylines. You had the uh, the possessed crew kind of vibe. I feel like maybe, <laughs> and then you had the Wesley and uh, Robin Leffler romance, and then you had the um, the game as a, as its own kind of like narrative, if you will. Um, so I thought that was interesting now that I'm kind of looking at, you know, the 
that there was three writers. Do you think that that's something that like um, maybe failed the episode? Is that they were too ambitious and tried to have three too many things going? Was there any one plot in this or story um, that if it were the only story, it would have been a better episode? Like, how would you have made this episode better? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I suppose maybe the story... I mean, I haven't I haven't looked into any of the sources, but uh, I don't know if this story maybe started as a brief where, okay, we need to bring Wesley back on the ship, or if they just had the, um, you know, him, that he's on the schedule and he's going to come back, and they'll be like, well, we'll just make this the Wesley comes back to the ship episode. I'm not sure. But I have a feeling maybe it was two different stories... You know, or two different ideas that were just merged together, because um, I, I don't think this episode particularly highlights Wesley in a great way in terms of how of, of, of the main plot. Uh, I think the actor Will Wheaton makes a very good, actually makes a good return to the show. I think he's a lot more relaxed in his performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's no way. I mean, a rock can have good chemistry with. Uh, Ashley Judd. I mean, she's she's a very charming actress. So they had an easy chemistry. Uh, but uh, I'm I, I don't really see how this episode highlights Wesley in any particular way that's memorable. Uh, so I, I think it was just you know Wesley's going to come back. We have this idea of I mean, and you know you're saying drug addiction. I. I was just taking it for what it was, which is video game addiction. Oh, which uh, is a drug addiction. I, which like, is, I think um, it is like a kind of... No, I, I would classify it as a, as think, a kind I of drug. I think it was officially classified as So is as, Facebook. As like a, Facebook's also a drug. <laughs> no, it was officially classified as an addiction like a, a, f- a few months ago. A few, t- a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah a few, a few months, months ago. It really, officially was. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do agree with you. I think I want to modify my statement. It's just addiction in general. You're 100 percent right. It's like yeah, addiction to anything, like and, how I'm addicted to Star Trek. No, I'm just kidding. And, and and in my opinion, I think the whole idea of, of of game or virtual world addiction is was much better done with the Barkley episode yes. you know, yes. than this one. I agree. Um, this this one it just sort of. You know, I I just didn't buy any of it. I didn't buy the performances by the the rest of the cast when they would, uh, you know, become part of this whatever video game cult. Uh, um, nothing seemed. I, I amazingly enough, we never saw the scene where Worf becomes addicted to this. I would have loved to have seen how somebody would have addicted Worf to this fucking thing, yeah, I, to be honest. I also noticed they didn't show Geordi, because that would have been an interesting scene to set up. No. Right. How, do you, how, do you put, I mean, how do you put he, that thing on Geordi, right? Right. I mean, he's not. he doesn't even see in the same <laughs> way mean, as yeah, we do. Would he, would he even see it? <laughs> did, right. Did they just inject him well, with orgasm juice? I mean, or, like... Through the thing? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. That it's like, so, I mean, why, why, why that choice? I wonder. Uh, from the, like, why make the reactions like, uh, like every time? Like, you know, it's like so. Like, weird. I, it's it's cheesy. I think there was that, a lot. By of the way, that is not episode. my real orgasm face. To anyone <laughs> in the audience wondering, I'm imitating the actors on the TV show. Just saying. Well, but for the audio audience, <laughs> is that your is that the voice though? No, it's not the real okay. one. 
Only my lovers. Both. Only my lovers are privy to the real. Right. The real voice. Remember, you have an audio audience. <laughs> don't, 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 we're That's not true. watching. These, um, these kind of episodes they always make me think of um, what is it? Conspiracy. Like this. What is it? The season one finale. Oh yeah. Oh, the bugs. Yeah. The the the, the bugs. The, the tr- I love that episode. The trills before the trills, right? That, that, yes, that infi- the evil trills. The, yes. the, yeah, the dark yes. trills. So, um, yeah, yeah. Ooh, they are actually. These kind of episodes, they, yeah. they always make me Thor, think back to the that dark one. trills. Yeah, and it's like. God damn it. Thor, the dark <laughs> you just got that? Yeah, you just, just heard that? I was, trying to, I was trying to speak, and then I, it just it came into my mind. I was like, <laughs> Thor, the dark trills, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, anyway, so they, they, I don't know. It reminds me of an episode from season one, which is probably not the most flattering thing that you want. Um, but you, you don't really want to be reminded um, this, of season one. You guys one, are probably going to be, you guys are probably really curious about my rating for this episode. Oh, it's going to uh, be a 10 as usual, isn't it? <laughs> we'll see. Um, there was uh, something that did bump the rating up in my mind uh, as I was watching the show is something I completely forgot about, and I think it's the one redeeming moment. The only reason I would ever think about this episode is because in the in the scene where Wesley and Picard are having their oh tea, they mention Boothby, Boothby, which is a really cool reference to... The next time we see Wesley, which is a much better episode for Wesley, the trial and all that, you know, the whole thing at Starfleet Academy. So, which actually that future episode is what inspired people to wonder, I think, how awesome would it be if there was a a show set in at Starfleet Academy? So people were already talking about this way back in the TNG days, I recall. So that's oh, kind yeah. of a cool. It's been a teen cool dream thing. for years. It's been the TNG dream uh, to do a Starfleet Academy show <laughs> based on that future episode. Um, so that's the that's the one thing I think that stood out as like, oh, this is neat. This is a neat little seed. Again, no idea if it was intentional, like no idea if the showrunners were like, oh, we're going to do this episode later on that has, you know, Wesley and we're going to show Starfleet Academy and we're going to uh, show Boothby finally because we've been talking about him for like several episodes because in the episode where Picard has his heart attack, you know, where they're saying goodbye, his, Wesley's last episode, he does, I don't remember if he says Boothby, but he says go and see the groundskeeper at, at Starfleet Academy. And so then now this is following up from that. It was just cool. That's the only cool moment I could think well, of. I have a question for you guys, which are a little older than me. Um, because I, I couldn't tell if this is the first time it's ever been done or not. But in the same way we see um, kind of Iron Man's display from inside his helmet, um, we get a lot of point of view of oh, the yeah. game uh, itself, as if we were wearing the... Um, the, the, We've the seen Jordy's uh, visor cam several so times now. Visor cam, but this is like a, a virtual. <laughs> so this is like a virtual reality display that's kind of superimposed onto real life. Yeah, and I was just wondering if that's ever been done. I think Star Trek. That's the other probably for someone who really loves technology. Um, that's probably the only other thing that's redeemable about this show is that I think that's the first time. I I bet there were other shows that had heads-up displays. Like, I'm going to think... I'm guessing, like, MacGyver might have done something with a heads-up display because that was a show that dealt with, like, you know, 
presenting like you know possible what's what's next for technology kind of stuff you know but i think this was definitely the first time where you saw something like a virtual reality overlaid against reality and now that's some again google glass is exactly what this game was doing like google glass does the exact same thing you're walking around you're looking at someone and there's a heads-up display that's giving you information or a website or you could be playing a game. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there's a developer out there who made this game for Google Glass, which would be awesome, by the way. It would be kind of a really cool thing. But, Humbert, you were going to say uh, just a second ago something about Boothby. You forgot. Well, uh, no. I, what, I, what I was going to say is that I was going to piggyback on what you were saying about the, the scene between Wesley and Picard. And the only saving graces this episode has is the little character moments uh it does have some nice character moments um um like i said i i actually think wheaton did a very good job uh as as wesley um you know the idea of him coming back he's a lot more relaxed uh in his performance you know he has this very easy chemistry with ashley judd which uh which was great um you know, typically in an episode like this, I I I don't want to see the little moments. You know, I want to just get back to the action, back to the plot. But in this case, the the moments where it's just Wesley and and what's her name, Robin, uh, yeah. just hanging out, are the best parts of this episode. And and they and the, to the credit of the two actors, they actually managed to to convey a lot of really lame dialogue. You know, I mean, there's one part where. Where they're just sort of breaking down the plot for the whole audience, like, my God, they've taken over the ship, and they and they disabled Data because he'd be the only one. And it's like, yeah, we've been watching the episode, folks. Thanks, um, but but why they is it so they delivered very well. Data. I mean, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> sorry, why is it so easy to disable Data? Well, because Crusher is one of the few <laughs> no, people know. that know, no, right? I yeah, know. his little little thing, and you know. And then the whole thing where, where they have that little surprise part, whatever, surprise for Wesley that they're all in, in the conference room. Mm. And, I mean, it, it's little moments like that that I, I feel if they could have just found a better plot to be the A plot, to go with Wesley's return, this, could, this, this, this episode had potential. But the whole thing with the video game is just really, really bad. I mean, even down to the video game graphics, I think somebody on the production shot on the production side should have really thought better about trying to realize. I mean, maybe yeah, they should have made like, it a puzzle or something. Yeah, but uh, I mean, the whole even with the new effects that they made, I mean, I'm assuming they're new. Um, it it just looks. It doesn't even look like something somebody would really play. And, and, right, and, and it, it looked defense, weird though. because of. Well, go ahead. Sorry. In the show's defense, because that's the first thing that comes. I have I have a lot of beef with the way that games or like so, board games or video games are portrayed in Star Trek, especially in Deep Space Nine, because it's always just stuff that wouldn't exist. No one would play that. Uh huh. It's not. It's not a real game. It's not realistic. I I play right. a lot of board games. I've played a lot of video games. I know what they are, and the represent like the way they represent that on screen is never good. In the defense of this so episode, you're totally in thinking from a human perspective. Just saying. Anyways, go on. <laughs> Still, a game has to be a game. I mean, usually they're not. In in DS Nine, there's an episode where it's just a ball, right? Anyway, 
Um, <laughs> in this episode particularly, I don't think the idea was to make a game. I think the aliens just created some just cheesy thing where once you get the person to put the, the disc in the tube the first time, they're already screwed. So there was no point in developing an actual game that looked like a game or that had to function like a game. It was just find an excuse to get the guy or to get the, the, the person to put the, the disc in the tube and then that's it. Right. So right. I can kind of understand why it's lame. On screen, it doesn't translate very well. When you're watching it, it kind of looks ugly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's true. I I would say that's true. In defense, the only defense I have uh, for future games, Sean, is that um, when I was doing the virtual reality uh, Star Wars experience in Las Vegas, um, I I I wasn't supposed to do this, so I'm admitting to something bad that I did. But um, there's uh, there's employees that are monitoring the game from a camera to make sure nothing ha- you know someone could trip and mm. fall like you're you're walking around with this thing on your head so you're not actually seeing thing and if the if the center of gravity gets calibrated incorrectly you'll you'll fall you know what i mean like or mm. something will happen to you so they have people that watch the game from like cameras that are throughout the whole thing and so I was just curious, <laughs> and so I like kind of like discreetly stepped behind the employee so I could see what it looked like, and I can tell you that it doesn't look like it looks insane. Like it looks like a very bizarre thing. Like watching people like you know stumbling around in you know in these rooms and like like walking around. But in in the experience itself, the game, the virtuality experience, it's not awkward at all. It feels real, and it feels like. It feels like nothing else. Like it is, it is truly a unique experience. So all I can say about that is that, like, yes, from our perspective as an audience, like a ball might, and you know, someone rubbing it while it makes music, you're like, what's the, what's the game? What is that game? Or like, why is that even a game? But in their minds, because there's some kind of neural interface, they might be experiencing the best game ever. And so that's all I gotta say about that. Okay. I can accept your excuse for uh, just <laughs> bad prop design, but whatever. <laughs> I have a question for you guys, actually. Okay. Okay, so the plot, the alien plan is to essentially take over the Starfleet of the Federation or whatever, right? The whole, yeah. All, I and think they're so going the, for the they're whole hypnotizing or brainwashing everyone via this device that they've created. Why is it imperative? That a hundred percent of the crew is is brainwashed. Why do they? Why do they have to have Wesley? Why don't they just fucking kill him? Yeah, because there's yeah. one. There's one left. Or two oh yeah. Lifts. Why didn't when they two, kill when him? When there's two of them at the end, why don't they just say, you know what? Um, flood that dick with whatever gas. Kill them all. Like kill kill right. the seven that are left that aren't you know, and then just move on. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that 100%. And, and I, I mean, really, you only need to, to brainwash key members of the crew. You don't have to brainwash yeah. the entire ship. But the impression that you get from Wesley and for Robin is that the whole ship is has been taken over. And and as hor- I mean, maybe they were trying to convey some kind of horror at that, but it doesn't work. There's no, you know, like it just, it's just, you're just sitting there thinking, how did this happen? A so quickly, and B, um, you just start like questions like, okay, how did they get Jordy? How did they get Worf? 
You know, how did they get Barkley for crying out loud? I mean, it, 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 uh, it, it's, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't the, work for I me. I think this game plot would have worked a, a lot better because I, I do remember something else about the episode that was, again, I guess in its little chunk really clever. Um, but if it was the Romulans doing this, it would have been a million times more believable because we've already had the Romulans like because messing around and stuff like this. You know what I mean? But like this alien uh, species comes out of nowhere. All of a sudden, they have this like out ex- of nowhere. Like, out of nowhere, they have this exquisite plan to take over Starfleet. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> you did not suspect us. <laughs> you know? Where's Section Thirty One, man? And Section then, Thirty One is asleep here, never, man. And then we never see them. Movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> Bring them back. And then we never see them again or hear from them. Like I would imagine that, like. You know, Starfleet. If it was me, like I would dispatch a fleet and be like, "Yo, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you know, what the like, fuck? like WTF? Like we're gonna be like monitoring you very closely from now on." But um, I guess the one thing again, not executed, not executed in the best way. But like, I do like you guys made me think about the technology even more. And in the episode, uh, Wesley and, uh, and Robin were, uh, and Ensign Leffler were in this, uh, lab, like one of these labs that Riker was pissed or, you know, stressed about booking. Um, (laughs) but, um, they were in this lab and they basically, what they did to figure out what the game was doing to, to the crew was they uh, they created a virtual model of the of the brain, um, and then they saw that it was the game was uh, triggering the pleasure centers of the brain, hence why everyone was having a, a, an orgasm. Um, and so what it, that's how it brainwashed you is that like it would encourage you to think a certain way, or like to accept these commands perhaps that were being subliminally put in your mind uh, by rewarding rewarding you in this way and so you always want the reward so you're always going to think that way which is you know good good idea right again going back to addiction um but i think that like to what you were saying sean is that like you know another twist on why is it imperative that everyone get addicted why is it possible for everyone to get get addicted we know there are aliens on the enterprise like why would their brains be reactive and perhaps the game has like different modes like it, it might be programmed for different species but how like again this amazing alien race that's done all this research they know every different alien race aboard the enterprise so they program these things for every possibility the episode is a little too much it just becomes really stupid yeah it breaks out it even falls further apart. yeah really and falls so again apart. So again, this, this yeah, race was, is really advanced. They, they figured out a way to brainwash <laughs> every single species, right? I mean, they should be, doing, the they should be out doing something true. else. Why you make it a crappy game? I guess that's why they're terrible conquerors, is because they don't. They spent way too much time programming this thing. They spent like two hundred years programming it, but then their execution is poor <laughs> <laughs> and ends in one day because of Wesley Crusher. Mediocre. <laughs> Dude, that's all. I, that's all I have in my notes. Other than Nurse Ogawa is in this episode, and that was who? <laughs> that was cool. Oh, right. right. <laughs> I love right. Nurse Ogawa. She's like one of the extras that comes on a little a little more regularly. Um, <laughs> I have. I, I think it's it's. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I have beef with the fact that Nosogawa is only at episode 47. 
because it seems really easy to, to move up in the levels and and why why only 47 <laughs> i mean t- it takes like that's funny. it takes 2 seconds to get from episode um, that's funny. To get it's from true you're just level like one to yeah two. so it takes and then it goes even faster to get to level 3 because it just happens automatically why is she only at level 47 she should be at level 564 <laughs> right anyway <laughs> the scene where uh, this, yeah, and how quickly does Picard level up? I mean, he must be super uh, susceptible to brainwashing because he get. I get the impression that he got the game towards the end, and he's he's like the most tuned in. I don't know. And what about that I'm one sure angry a lot... parent on board that absolutely despises video games and that would, ne- that would never touch one? <laughs> it's true, right? It's true. I mean, it's there's true. a lot. Yeah, the episode sucks. <laughs> There you have it, I mean, everybody. Just, so I guess we should... Really Sucks out of ten. We should go straight yeah. to the rating. Uh, Wait, there's a few more things worthy okay, of note. Okay, worthy of note. Troy's chocolate scene uh, must must be talked about. Oh, that was terrible. No, must what are you talking t- about? It was great. Uh, and then uh, I, I just do want to mention that, believe it or not, the, the character... Uh, what's her name? The uh, the one that Riker was sleeping around with in the beginning of the episode. Itana she returns Joel. in a novel in Deep Space Nine. Whoa! Yeah, I had uh, the random things that you learn on Star Trek Beta. Why would they bring her back? I have no idea. Now, does does Ashley Judd come back? Not I in, think she might be. Those are two episodes, I think. That's you know, it. Oh, okay. Can okay. Why doesn't she ever come back? That's she a real famous. shame that she never. <laughs> she got famous after this. Like that's that's what happened. <laughs> well, I think it's a shame that she didn't come back. She uh, this is the last what happened. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but, she she does feature in a couple of comics, the character, and uh, according to the novelization of All Good Things, she was still serving aboard the Enterprise. Uh, as late as 2370. I have no idea what season that is. Um, but uh, she later on becomes... Her character later on goes to the uh, Star Trek New Frontier novels, which are the ones that mm. Peter David uh, wrote, where um, it's a whole... You know, it's like we never see those people realized on screen, of course. But it was the first time Star Trek ever attempted a, uh, a book series where you don't have you know it's not you don't have characters that were previously seen on screen but she was a part of that crew so just wanted to give my little Ashley Judd moment very nice um I do want to call out since she was mentioned uh Catherine Moffat um who played the uh Rikers uh alien dealer in this episode um (laughs) <laughs> she she um she stopped acting it seems in 1998 and she played a character on Sliders and that was the last thing she did um oh which by the way it is <laughs> it's strange how Starfleet boys mind works uh going back to the discovery trailer for a second it was also announced there were announcements and one of them is that um uh, Rebecca Romaine formerly Rebecca Romaine Stamos will be playing um We'll be playing number one on the show, which I'm excited about because I like Rebecca Romaine. I got a thumbs up from uh, Trek on the Tube as well, and probably from you, Humbert. 
Anyways, she was formerly Rebecca Romaine Stamos, but she's currently Rebecca Romaine O'Connell because she's married to Jerry O'Connell, who was on the show Sliders. Sliders. And he was also on that show, My Secret Identity, that was filmed in Canada that you were shocked about, um, Sean, that I, <laughs> that, which made you realize I liked Star Trek stuff. So there's a weird tie-in with... And you got one more. You got one more to go. Come on. Bring it home. You know it's a hell. Do Jerry I? O'Connell uh, and Will Wheaton starred together in what show? Stand by Me. Oh, that's right. Oh my God, the movie Stand by Me. That's true. Holy God. shiitake mushrooms. That was really good, Doctor. Nice tying up my loose end there. <laughs> Very nice. I thought because my mind was still on this actress because she did Sliders. That was the last thing she did. But you'll be interested to know that she also did um, Babylon Five. She was also on the Iron Man TV series, the Fantastic Four TV series. Oh, those are animated. Shows. Animated, right? She so was that's voice work. She was on Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, um, and then she is also um, in Simon and Simon, I think, which is the only other thing that that yeah, Simon and Simon, T.J. Hooker. Yeah. So she worked with Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> so cat uh so Catherine uh, Moffat has been everywhere. <laughs> All right. Can we say that the episode sucks now? <laughs> yes, we can we can say that this episode sucks. But I want to give the rating first cuz you guys never believe me. So this episode gets a 2 from me. Wow. <laughs> Sean's like what? Wow. I don't know if I've ever seen you. I've never seen you give it a a give it two at all. No, I I don't think I've ever given an episode of TNG a two. But I don't know because we don't have a database person. What's that? I'm mind blown. You've drugged me. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the reason is because I would never really watch it again intentionally. Um, if I were going <laughs> to, I like a hundred percent, like don't need to see it again. The message is, is, is delivered. Um, and again, uh, other than the Boothby thing, which just is a cool little tidbit of trivia. Uh, there's nothing really that I could find, you know, worth, worth redeeming this episode <laughs> from its dismal, dismal place in, <laughs> in the world. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think you're right. I think it is a two. Wow. <laughs> I think it is a two. I think the only saving graces are, uh, like I said, the little character moments. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, no no reason at all to watch it. Um, Ashley Judd, like I said, little performances. It, it's for completionists only. Right. Let's just say that. <laughs> that's a great I mean, way to. That's a great way to put it. That's a really cool term. For, you know, I will never rewatch it. So I'll give. I'll <laughs> give it a. I give it a two just for Ashley Judd. Nice. So this is one of the rare instances where I give the highest rating. Um, <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh, wow. I give it a four. All right. Um, I need to try and defend my opinion now. I think you might have to because this is a first. This you, is a first can... on Starfleet, boy, ladies and gentlemen. Sean's rating is higher than Sohail's. <laughs> you sure you don't want to revise that? You feel free to revise it. It's already been revised. It's already been lowered. Um, wow. Oh, wow. I don't know. I I still think that there's some original ideas 
mixed amongst the, the, the generic kind of broth that they serve up. Um, yeah, no, I, I feel like that the whole... It's a broth. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the idea of, of seeing the, the, the game from like the, the point of view of the, of the crew members. Um, I have no real issue with the, the ongoing you know, joke of, of Crusher saving the crew. Um, no, yeah, and yeah, I, I like the character moments in the episode. I think it's just not, or there are some terrible episodes of TNG that you just can't sit through. This one, it's fine. It's just the more I think about it, the more it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not as terrible as as maybe you guys think it is, in my opinion. I think my I think my rating went down when I rewatched it this time because it was just like a, it was a bit it was a, <laughs> it was a bit annoying like I was like really <laughs> this episode's so bad so I might have given it a four in uh in we we weren't rating episodes back then but in uh 1992 or whatever this episode came out <laughs> I might have agreed with you because I uh, again I do agree with the doctor and you there's so many like things that are that as a result of this episode that make you think a little bit more about those things such as like the technology behind the game itself like that you know that's something that was interesting to me like again uh uh will wheaton's uh performance i want to echo your statements that it was really great like he did seem so much more natural than he did before so that awkwardness is kind of gone um, and he just had like this comfort with the rest of the cast as well. It, lo- it generally looked like mm-hmm. everyone was excited to see him, like because they were excited to see him. Uh, <laughs> so all of that felt real and very nice. And then again, these little moments of develop, you know, overall story development so with like as, the mention as of, ridiculous of Boothby as it and is stuff that, like that. That Crusher and I forgot her name um, saved the ship. In this bizarre plot, they they do have like good chemistry, and they relate like you yeah. believe their relationship um, mm-hmm. as short as absolutely. it is. And so yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the uh, I, again, uh, I think Wheaton. I mean, I, I I don't remember the full story about why he left and all that stuff, but um, I think this episode proves that there was life in the character. It was potential. Um, you know, he he could have come back and and been a more been a been a stronger character. Uh, I would have liked to have seen. I would have liked to have seen him come back and then and then continue. You know, you know, with Kate McFadden and can, you know, built on on that relationship that they had. You know, his mother and son on the show. Uh, I think that would have been interesting. And the, this episode proves it. Uh, in terms of of his performance but again the plot just doesn't really help at all and 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 i think you know when when i say i give it a two i'm i'm thinking you know in the whole grand scheme of star trek so i'm ranking it against all that and 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 it's just like this episode is just really bad and 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 I don't even think everybody else was particularly good. I I didn't particularly enjoy the uh, perform, you know, Picard's little just smiley face. You know, I agree. Uh, you know, it's everybody just I I don't think 
everybody was on the same page in terms of the menace. I don't think the menace and the horror of of this scenario. I mean, imagine. I mean, this is kind of the clap. This is this is sort of a callback to those to those those stories where you know somebody comes back to their hometown and and some benevolent force has taken over the hometown. It's like or the, the zombie high school epi- it's or a zombie. It's like a zombie episode, kind or, of like or, everyone's or, or, you know, or like, invasion of the body snatchers. Kind right, of. that's a it's great that yeah. kind. It's it's that kind of story where you know you you've come back. And you're you you you're feeling a little bit like a fish out of water because you've been away for a while, right? And and you think you know where you're where what your home is like, um, but suddenly home doesn't look the same way. I mean, I actually want to quote a movie that should never be, it should never. It, they're just not on par at all. But Blue Velvet, you know, <laughs> when Kyle McLaughlin comes back home to his hometown and then he finds you know discovers the seedy underbelly. Of, of his hometown and uh, fabulous movie by the way um, and this story should have been more like that but there was just zero menace or horror I think everybody just kind of played it almost for for, for laughs I mean I mean it, it, that, that scene where they're holding Wesley down and they're trying to do the clockwork orange thing was just absolutely horrible I mean it was just terrible that was I was laughing when I when I was watching that, I mean, that's um, true. It just, hey, it was just bad. Check out this crazy trivia here. A uh, little bit of background information off of uh, Memory Alpha. Um, the episode was filmed on the 28th of August, my mother's birthday, and my prediction for the birth of your child, Sean. Um, August 28th of 1991. That's funny. And until six of until September 6th of 1991, but it aired. On the 28th of October, 1991, look at how crazy that production time is. Like, everything was done, like, filmed, special effects, like, everything. And then it aired, like, a month later. Mm-hmm. Well, it now, generally took, like, a couple of weeks for an episode. But that's insane compared to today's, like, you know, discoveries, like, it's you get five episodes, yeah. you get a... You know, six months of nothing. That's why no modern show has an excuse. Because they have given budget and they're given time. I'm sorry. And there's friggin' 18 writers to write 13 episodes. Exactly. And and TNG have like six writers. They have to write 26 (laughs) 26 episodes. They have to put them out once a week. Uh, They've got like two weeks to make it. Yeah, it's if, insane. If they reuse yeah. props and and the sets aren't perfect, then you know there's an excuse behind that. And it was also made like in the '90s. We're talking 2018. We're literally living in the future. Um. Anyway, it's true. Anyway, yeah, it's true. That's, that's it's that's true. Beef for really now. good point. Brent Spiner at the the last SuperCon that I went to talked about just the the, the differences in in schedules in terms of filmmaking and he says he just laughs and people are like oh my god the schedule is so brutal and he's like <laughs> and they're generally younger people and he's like guys you have no idea you just have no clue what it was like when he was doing next generation and 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 other other I, tv shows i think that's why some of these people are bi- bitter <laughs> some of the actors well, might, <laughs> might come across as bitter <laughs> but but it's a good point that sean makes which is that you know that you know we i mean out of 22 to 26 episodes 
you the batting average of a of a of a season of next generation was maybe you know for a, a good average to great episode was maybe what a little more than half a little more than half 55 maybe yeah. maybe okay and yeah when we get a database person uh sean likes databases so i might have to like call in a favor here <laughs> while you're home taking care of the baby you can skip to the last like 10 minutes of every Starfleet Boy episode and find out what our ratings oh, were trust me <laughs> he'll have no time for anything once that kid That's is born uh, watch as much Star Trek as you can now <laughs> but, uh, uh, but but I mean and, I, and you know Discovery was what how many episodes was the first season 15 Five. 15 well, and and I could barely get through half of the season. No, I know. It's you know, I yeah, mean it's just it was ridiculous. 13 plus 2 tacked on. But um, Oh, that's right. They did. They they that's true. that's true. I think it's generally agreed by those who care about these things that season 1 of Star Trek Discovery seems rushed and put together. You know, and they had lots of trouble hey, like look, so does so what, does TNG season 1, so I mean Yeah, season 1. So it's like kind of interesting how like history's repeating itself, but I don't remember being as pissed about TNG as I was well, about to Discovery. Learn from your as well, but, <laughs> but anyways, you're right. True enough. Hundred percent. Oh my god. Uh, in in continuity, this was the second and last appearance of Ensign Robin Leffler. So uh, Sean, that confirms what you already said. Uh, so she was only in Darmok and this episode. Um, it's a shame. Mm-hmm, it is a shame. Damn shame. Uh, in the companion, which uh, uh, you can read from, which we didn't talk about, but this is really good, is that uh, the cadet uniform lacks the pips, but it also is different. It's black and then red, and I remember loving that uh, as a kid. I remember like saying, thinking, that's a way better uniform, and then lo and behold, Voyager and Deep Space Nine basically have the... the, the they went on and did that, and I think that was a huge improvement to the uniform uh, in general. I really like that style. What do you guys think? Okay, no comment. Not really. Data references the events of Data's Day when he tells Wesley that his mother recently taught him how to dance. (laughs) Uh, We already talked about Boothby. Uh, oh, no, look, no, Nurse Ogawa. No, 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 Someone none else. This, none of this trivia redeems. <laughs> wait, the plot. So, so wait. I I'm, I get happy when I'm thinking the same as Memory Alpha. So while in the trouble with Nurse Ogawa, comments to Wesley that she is on level 47 of the game, repeating the the theme of including the numbers in the series. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, there's a whole thing about number 47 coming up all the time in TNG. Or in Stargic uh, in general, I think. Is that the answer to the... No, that's 42. Oh. I don't know why it's 47. <laughs> 47 comes up a lot. Hmm. Hmm. This Perfect. episode was the second time the Sonic Shower was referenced and the first to mention it by name, though it would be several years before one was seen again on Star Trek Voyager. We see a Sonic Shower scene in Voyager. I might have to skip ahead. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I think it's a bit long. Oh, uh, then. All right, I can imagine it. That's all. Uh, that's all. Uh, um, 
of the right. trivia on there. Anything else to contribute before we end this uh, this fine discussion, gentlemen? Game over. <laughs> Did you plan that? Were you waiting to say that? I love it. <laughs> Just comes out. Game over indeed. And so thank you, gentlemen, for joining me on this discussion. Thank you, audience, for sticking with us to the end if you made it this far. I'm sorry <laughs> that this was an unusual episode, but I didn't think that the Star Trek Discovery trailer deserved a whole episode by itself. <laughs> Nor did my story about meeting William Shatner, so I wanted to cram it all in, in here, and you guys have been gracious uh, to allow me to do that. Um, please let us know what you think in the comment section below if you're on YouTube, and you can email us at Sohail at starfleetboy.com uh, or starfleetboy at gmail.com uh, and uh, comment uh, or send your thoughts that way. And uh, that's it. Live long and prosper, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen.